Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we're here tonight just to catch up on some things we've been slacking on lately. We're slackers. I we're mean, feedback slackers. We've been a little feedback slackers, and we've been, uh, eh, we've kept okay on the news. Mm. Yeah. We, we've got it's a lot. negligible. Of, it's the holidays. We had a lot going on. It's so. the holiday season. Holiday season. Dickory <laughs> duck. And don't forget to hang up your sock, because just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. Damn, that was good. That was, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> All right, guys. I feel well, like you didn't. Tonight, there's no particular content we're discussing. We're going to be spoiling a lot of Everything. shit. Because, yeah, there's going to be some Jessica Jones talk. There's going to be some uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. Uh, but first, we're going to go over some news like normal. And then we're just going to go into the spoiler section where we're just discussing basically your feedback. So uh, hang out at the risk of being spoiled if you haven't, if you haven't kept up. Uh, but if you haven't kept up, what's your problem? I mean, <laughs> there hasn't been anything Marvel. What are you Marvel... doing here if you haven't kept up? There hasn't been anything Marvel in like two weeks. You had two weeks to catch up on like, you know, everything since 2008. You should have. I, I mean, I almost watched everything since 2008 this week. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, no, not at all. Oh, man, slacker. All right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, give us some news. Hit us with the news, Jeff. An unconfirmed report has set the release date for Daredevil Season 2 to be on March 25th. Why does that sound familiar, you might say? Why does that sound familiar, Jeff? That's the day that Batman versus Superman is being released. <laughs> that will be super fun if they drop on the same day Batman versus Superman's released. Because, <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to take that day off of work. I honestly think that could take away from Batman vs. Superman sales. It really could. And I don't mean people are going to choose to watch Daredevil Season 2 ver instead of Batman v Superman, but... I think that people are going to binge watch Daredevil that day and then go and watch Batman v Superman later. I don't think so. I think people will still go see it. But the kinds of people that would have seen Batman v Superman like three times on opening weekend, because those kind of people are like us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw Star Wars twice, like the first two days, but those man, I kinds watched of Iron Man, like Iron Man one in 2008, twice the first night. Right. Like it's, it, that kind of stuff happens. Star yeah. Wars. We're crazy people. Batman v Superman are nuts. is going to be one of those movies. And I think by, by releasing this, even though you think it's, it's a Netflix show, it's not going to compete with Batman v Superman. Yeah. Like how does Netflix compete with anything like in a, theater at all and i don't think it's going to but what i do think is going to happen is some of those repeat viewers that would make their opening weekend shoot up yeah are going to go home and watch daredevil season two and then like i'll catch batman v super beginning again next week you know i'm not going to see batman v superman twice on opening night like i might have or you know on opening weekend like i might have if if it's good i'm gonna wait you're going to wait? I'm not getting any tickets early or anything like that. I'm going to wait until we get, like, day one reviews and everything. And then I might go see it the next week. I'm seeing it on opening night. <laughs> um, I don't want to give it to Snyder. No, nah, I, I love Snyder. I have nothing against Snyder. It's, um... God, what's his name? Goyer. Goyer, that writer. That we do not like. <laughs> we don't like Goyer. At least I think. You know, who knows? He's just been involved in everything DC that I've really disliked. He's been a writer on. Yeah. And like And it's generally been the writing that you dislike. Yeah. So I'm so I'm I'm I might get you know, not a fan. <laughs> but Snyder, I love Watchmen. I love three hundred. Those are cool movies. I really like three hundred, but I just I couldn't get into Watchmen. 
I loved watching it. It was like it was too much like trying to be a comic book and it made it boring for me. You are you are so two sided. I know. I'm You're like I'm just a This bundle. isn't exactly like the comic book. I hate it. I'm a bundle You know what of the problem with this is? You know what the problem with this show is? They finally went exactly the comic book. <laughs> the well, thing that I rail on all the time. <laughs> you see, they have to make it like a good comic book. Ah, so you just don't like the Watchmen. I don't know. I see I had never seen I'd never read Watchmen. Uh, and going into Watchmen, Still I thought it was really, really killer. Like the the story was killer; it was interesting. And I mean, it's in a lot of ways it's a parody of other comics. Like the, I mean, like that Owl Man or whatever is in yeah. there is definitely like a Batman parody. And yeah, yeah, you guys. I mean, it's a, it's a really great story and it's compelling. It's just yeah. like I got bored when they were going like, here's backstory for this character, and then here's backstory for that character, and then here's backstory for that. I'm like, I don't need an hour of backstory for every single person in the movie. That's a little exaggeration, but yeah, like I, I hear you. I didn't mind it though. I I love backstory. I I, I loved it. I like yeah. I like that movie a lot. That's just it's going to be a difference of opinion on that. Is yeah. all it is. I've always kind of differed from most people on that movie. In particular. Anyway, so Daredevil coming out in March. Netflix has Confer- confirmed, confirmed in March. Netflix has confirmed that it is in March. Uh, nobody has confirmed yet that it is on March the 25th. 25th, but that's like an unconfirmed rumor slash report, whatever. It'd be a really smart move for Marvel. It'd be a, it's a really great way of like attacking DC from behind. Like, like DC won't even be worried about oh it's a Netflix show whatever but that is absolutely going to take away from opening weekend sales. Well, if you remember, whenever uh, DC first announced their Batman v Superman release date, they were like, "Oh my God, that's the release date of a Marvel movie." No, no, no. it was Marvel yeah. that announced after DC, Mm-mm. and then DC moved off of it. No, um, DC said we're releasing on this date, and Marvel was like, "We were already planning to release on this date." Oh, yeah, and it's also Cap 3. And then DC moved up. Yeah, I knew that DC uh, chickened out. Yeah, they did real bad. As it, as it, as it were. I don't think real it bad. would be smart for either one of them to 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 stay on that date. Like, if they were both there, yeah. one of them should have moved. It's the smart thing to do. Yeah. But I, I still would have loved to see them just go <laughs> head to head. I think that it's really funny that, that DC chickened out. And then Marvel's just like, oh, by the way, here's our other property coming out on yeah. that day. Well, see, and Netflix is if such it a is that day. Netflix is such a different animal. They don't care how many people watch it on the first day. Yeah, they're they're not they're not getting sales from it. I've literally watched that series three full times. Yeah, on Netflix, and you like it so just much, you're not going to cancel Netflix. your Netflix account, right? You know. <laughs> If they keep releasing good content, we're not going to cancel our Netflix accounts. I'm not going to cancel my Netflix account anyway. There are times where I consider it uh, before they start releasing all the their their own content. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go a month and not watch a thing on Netflix, like and not watch any of the back catalog stuff because I'm watching hmm. some co- current show or I've got a DVD or something of like some. So sometimes it's just like it becomes a thing I don't watch much. But uh, hmm. whenever there's a Daredevil or a Jessica Jones or a any Defender show, I'm I'm all in. I we watch Netflix stuff all the time. That's primarily what we watch. Well, you guys, we watch. I've been to y'all's house like, to play to play board games and stuff, and there's always a Netflix show on in the background. Yeah. So even if see, generally I, Power Rangers, <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, nice, nice. Back in the day, I uh I don't I don't ever really watch stuff while I play stuff. So like I tend to like focus and do one or the other. Yeah. But um, it's just background noise. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
there have been more, um, I guess, more talks of Doctor Strange stuff. Since we're having all this new Doctor Strange stuff coming out, building the hype engine, getting it started. Uh, Feige. Let's get it ha. No, no, stop. Please. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Kevin Feige talked to, it was Empire Magazine? He talked to a magazine. <laughs> and and uh, he said, we see glimpses of something called the Dark Dimension. If you were to open a Doctor Strange comic drawn by Steve Ditko, you would see the Dark Dimension is, in fact, very colorful in an extremely psychedelic way. Those are the things we're not shying away from. I love that because you, I can absolutely see a world where they make a Doctor Strange movie and there's no color in it. It's like he's a dark, mysterious character who's dealing in dark dimensions and dark powers. And yeah, uh, I could see them being like very Zack well, Snyder. He needs filter. to, yeah, he needs to dress like someone from Underworld, of course. Clearly, all black <laughs> spandex and pleather. <laughs> yes, that's Cumber- exactly it. Cumberbatch needs to be straight up in like black pleather. Uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> trench coats. Yeah, just just lots of trench coats. Uh, but you know, no, they're not. They're they're going to go with like the original vision, which is a colorful place, even though it's called the Dark Dimension. I, yeah, I, I love that. I'm excited. Uh, one thing to note, though, um, the Dark Dimension is the home of Dormammu. Yes, who is that big overarching villain that we talked about that could be possessing somebody else? Maybe. All right. Yeah. That's uh, yes. really exciting. So, so Dormammu is one of his big bads. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to know too much more than that, but yeah. Uh, You're gonna... I, the, the thing that's interesting <laughs> about Doctor Strange being a mystical element, mm-hmm. it seems like once you go cosmic, where are you going to go past cosmic? Mystic. Mystic. Um, well, I mean, we've already done science. Then there's... <laughs> what does science beat on the wheel? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, science is beat by fighting. Or... Uh, Skill. Skill. Skill, that's what they call so it. So we've got skill. We're talking about Marvel War of Heroes, by the way. Contest of Champions. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> the other Marvel game I wasted too much money on. <laughs> like a real dummy. War of Heroes. <laughs> Are you just laughing at the fact that I played War of Heroes? No, I'm laughing at the fact that like all of their games are... Different contest like, of synonyms. champions, war of heroes, <laughs> yeah, skirmish of captains. <laughs> like what? Uh, anyway, man, those those games make so much money. Yeah, they do. So for for a very like, I'm sorry, not that intensive a game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the contest champions is pretty cool. It's like Street Fighter, but the thing is, Street Fighter was out in like. Whatever, ninety two or something. Way early, yeah. It's not that much better. I mean, the graphics are better, but the the fighting isn't much better, better or more complicated. And so it's a swipe and then a swipe and then a tap 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 and a tap yeah tap 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 tap, hold tap tap hold yeah. Uh, It's basically the same number of buttons as like a Sega Genesis game, like. um, But they are they are making so much money on that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Um. Crap, where is it going? Oh yeah, you've seen the uh, you've seen the concept art for uh, the Doctor Strange movie, right? Uh, I mean, no, no, I haven't actually seen the concept art. I've seen the uh, the the what was the cover from some magazine that had Entertainment Weekly Entertainment, that had yeah. his his symbol yep. around his hand. Okay, there is concept art of 
like Doctor Strange slash Benedict Cumberbatch, whatever, like doubled over, like his spine has been over backwards, basically. And he's floating through a very colorful looking place. And like the, his body is, it looks almost like a, like an astral spiritual form that kind of just blends in with the rest of it. But like everything about all of it is glowing and very colorful. And I was like, that's a really cool interpretation of what could be the dark dimension. So like, that's probably what they're going for. And I would love to see that on film. Like I would love for them to not kind of, squirm at that thought not like get or not get squeamish and 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 stop absolutely they need to go all the way with that that's awesome and not go over dark either yeah they're going bright and colorful with the dark dimension which is just fun yeah i mean if you open a comic they're still the anti-dc yeah that's fair that's fair so uh let's see other stuff in the news we've got uh, a certain character being spoiled possibly by toys. Oh yeah. yeah so like, yeah, we're like, gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil this everybody. So for well, like a minute, or for so. like a minute, there has been a character that's gonna appear in Civil War apparently uh, that is being spoiled by some of the toys. It's not, a, you know, it's not a huge spoiler. I don't I don't think, but just <laughs> just in case you are worried about it, um, spoiler alert. And continue. <laughs> okay. So Funko Pop has released images of their uh, their next their Civil War line. Yeah. And apparently uh Giant Man is in that and he's an oversized figure, like six inches tall. Nice. So it it could be either Scott Lang doing the Giant Man persona mm-hmm. and you know, growing large. Or Hank Pym. Or it could be Hank Pym coming out of retirement yeah. to go large. And that is also confirmed, or well, not confirmed, but that's that uh, thought is corroborated by a Lego figure set for Civil War that also released in their product catalog recently. Yeah, I saw that. That had Giant Man in it. So, possible that, possible that that character will be around, or that one of those characters will become that. Yeah. That's neat. That is really cool. It's crazy that they're just already jumping to that. If that's the case, I don't feel like it's that crazy. I, feel, I think I mean like talking about the comics. One of the first, one of the earliest comics ends with him going big. Mm-mm. No, it was like it was like thirteen or fourteen or something like that comics before he went big. That's not that late though. Thirteen that's... or fourteen books. That's one year. Yeah, but when you talk about a movie. You know, a movie universe. It doesn't seem like it's that. It's been that. It's been too long. It's been mm. about the right amount of time to me. I guess so. I mean, you think about a whatever twenty-page book is about a fifteen minutes of a movie or so. <laughs> like, so anyway, yeah. that's my thought. I mean, it, it it makes sense. It's just it's it's crazy. Like you're, it's his second outing, and they're just they're jumping to that. Like okay, yeah. well, it sounds right. like he'll, he'll still have both powers probably. Yeah, he'll probably do every iteration of it yeah or he might just be like whoops i hit this button instead of that button and ah, look what happened i guess i'll punch the ground that'll be funny (laughs) that seems like something that paul rudd would do i wish they would be a little more specific with the powers of ant-man yeah because i'm still annoyed by the fact that they say he has his same mass but he's writing ants like yeah just doesn't make sense well i mean you got a headcanon it just a a little bit to say that, like, 
when you shrink the distance between the atoms, the, the pin particle also takes yeah, but out mass. There's, 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 it just know. doesn't make sense. Like there's scenes in the movie where he, the first time he shrinks and he falls on the bathroom floor, he cracks the yeah, floor. he cracks the tile with his noggin, and it's like, oh, he he still has the weight and you know power of an ant of of himself, and and when he they talk about him being a bullet and all that stuff, but then he can ride an ant. Like it just doesn't, yeah, <laughs> doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. I wish they would you know explain why that is, but I don't think it's, it's a comic book movie. Shh, I will not accept that as an answer. <laughs> Will not. If you're gonna ground this in reality, you gotta ground it in reality. That just has to be. It says no. It doesn't have to be grounded in reality. It has to be grounded within itself. <laughs> it has to make sense. The things in the movie itself have to make sense. No. Yes, they do. No. I will not put up with that shit. Not for him. I will abandon. So there's been a casting notice put out. Oh on, yeah. If anybody lives in the Atlanta area. On Facebook. Go, uh, go be in this cast. Check out, you gotta be really good looking though. Yeah. Check out Tammy Smith casting. Um the 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 casting notice itself doesn't really say anything to depict that it's for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Because it's just saying casting for handsome men. Think GQ magazine model types. Handsome faces, good bone structure, some European looks, ages 18 to 55, 5 foot 10 and over. Size 36 to 44 jacket size max. Caucasian, blonde hair especially, but all hair colors may apply. Must be clean shaven or willing to be clean shaven if selected. Like, none of that really says Guardians of the Galaxy, but you scroll down and it says, please submit to Guardians2Extras at tscasting.com. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that just became very obvious. Yeah, I want to be in Guardians 2 real bad. <laughs> You're not local to the Atlanta area. I'm also not good looking enough, but thank you for only pointing out that I don't live in the Atlanta area. I'm looking out for you, man. I live close enough. I, I, I would I would definitely drive to Atlanta to be in Guardians too every day. <laughs> uh, I drive there a lot to play music, so yeah. Of course, they pay me to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the pay is not that bad either. It's a hundred dollars for eight hours of work and then overtime after that. Not, it's not too bad. It's not terrible for I mean, for, for being an extra. For being in, and for being in a movie you really like. Yeah. <laughs> I would be down. Be all over that. All right, moving on. So we've got uh we got a little bit more of the Civil War type stuff. Um mostly just some words from Mr. Evans, uh Captain America himself. He talked to the guys at Cineplex.com. Uh he was saying that there are a great there's a bunch of great parallels. He's drawing comparisons to um Basically, the modern political climate, like drawing that parallel with the way or the the polarized, I guess, um, outlooks in Civil War. And he says specifically, I'm going to quote him here. Uh, There's a great parallel that they drew between my character and Tony Stark. It's something we can all relate to in terms of how we perceive our own society and culture in terms of what is best for people. You can go right down to Democrat and Republican. Everyone has a different opinion of what's best. You have this team of people who are destroying every city they go to, but they're saving the world. So it's a matter of do we monitor these people or do we let them monitor themselves? The beautiful thing with Civil War is that no one's right and no one's wrong. It's just your personal opinion. Yeah, I love it. And he goes on to say, um, we're going to have nice, uh, we're going to have a nice evolution 
where you have a guy like Cap who grew up with structure. He was a soldier and he liked hierarchy. He liked the chain of command. Now all of a sudden you have a guy who used to love the system, not so sure about trusting it. And a guy like Tony Stark who used to buck the system and dance to the beat of his own drum, all of a sudden thinking, maybe we need some order. Yeah, I, I love that they have realistically brought both of those characters to that place where I totally believe they would both be in the camps they're in now from where they started, you know? Yep. And then you can honestly see the struggle that both of them are going through just in the trailer so far. You can see the struggle that each of them is, is going through to fight their own friend for what they think is the best thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Or best thing to do. Ugh. It's just, it's, it's going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be so good. So, what, upcoming we've got Agent Carter starting in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Which will lead right into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which will lead right into well, in right, March. Right in the center, there's just going to be Daredevil just dropped. There's going to be Daredevil There might be a week you. off or something. A lot of times they take a week off from S.H.I.E.L.D. before the, when they do. Yeah. When they drop the new. They're just going to drop Daredevil all over your face. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of it. And then... Luke Cage should be shortly after that, too. Like, should... Just over a month after Daredevil comes out, mm-hmm. we got Civil War on May 6th. That's insane. So crazy. All right. And Luke Cage at some point coming soon. Yeah. Oh, man. So moving on to more casting type stuff. Kate uh, Blanchett has... Um, apparently it's been sort of confirmed, but there she's in talks to join the cast of Thor Ragnarok. Which uh, follows along with what they were uh, they were saying earlier this year, or I'm sorry, late last year, uh, about needing to find a big female actor, not or big name female actor, which um, says to me that it's going to be a villain. And with her with her history in uh, say like Lord of the Rings, where she was Galadriel, I'm thinking that she could go a little. Um, Amora, the Enchantress, or um, or Hell. Hell. Yeah. Especially know. with it being Ragnarok. Yeah. End of the world, death of all things. Thor has to fight his way out of the underworld. Mm. That sounds pretty awesome. That does sound awesome. I'm really excited about that film. It's going to be great. Uh... I probably should have grouped this in with the other Guardians 2 thing. Kurt Russell is being uh, courted, so to speak, for uh, the part of Star-Lord's dad in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. When uh, when he got asked about it, he was like, I literally just talked to James Gunn today on the phone about this. I haven't seen Guardians yet. I haven't read the script. I don't know anything about it. Wow. I'm going to have to look into it. Before I make any kind of a decision. It's so funny that like stuff gets out so fast. Yeah. It's like he has just been alerted himself and we all know. <laughs> he has a job offer. Yeah. And it might be that it was a straight up offer, but I think it was more just like, hey, let's talk about this. Do you, are you thinking about maybe? Yeah. You want to try for it? Please. <laughs> I don't know. I can totally see Kurt Russell being good for that role. Yeah. Crazy random dad. Yeah. Oh. I really like this next story. Pure light. Oh, this next story, you say. 
The one mm-hmm. where Mark Ruffalo has mentioned that uh, the Banner slash Hulk consciousness is beginning to meld in recent films. It's very interesting. Especially, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, he says recent films. There's only been two. Yeah. That he's even been in. So, recent films is an interesting phrase. <laughs> Yeah. It's like all of the ones that I've been in. I think he's talking about, from what he was saying in, in the article, it looked a lot like he meant Avengers, Avengers 2, and then what was being filmed with him in Civil War before they just nixed that. Okay. And also in Thor Ragnarok, because he's going to be in that too. Right. Um, it just it looks a lot like the consciousness is going to be kind of Bleeding over, yeah. Because I mean, like at the event, uh, at it the end of seem- Avengers two, it seemed like he was pretty well in control and knew what he was doing by turning off the display. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. Not crushing it, <laughs> and the fact that he he was experiencing apparently the emotions he was experiencing were banners. Yeah. When he when he turns off that display, um, he is he is experiencing, uh, you know, pain. That was caused by Black Widow, <laughs> you know. Like, so it's it's interesting that that wasn't Hulk that was feeling that. That was Banner's feelings. Yeah, that was caught. Were causing him to just like I'm gonna float away by myself now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. The um, the only other real things that we've got as far as news are gonna be um, season two Daredevil still pictures and. Uh, Agent Carter season two cast photos that have come out. One of which interests me quite a lot. Dottie Underwood was in that set of pictures and she's like, I didn't expect her to be back for a season two. Huh? I don't know why. Yeah, I I can. I mean, I I don't, I don't know that I expected her to be back, but she did just disappear at the end of season one. So it's definitely makes sense that she's back. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that she can be back because obviously she's not dead. Yeah. We saw the the empty space where she was, but mm-hmm. I guess she's got some personal vendetta against Agent Carter, maybe? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. So we're going to put those uh we're going to put those stills from Daredevil season 2 and the and the cast photos from Agent Carter into the um the slideshow for anybody who's listening/watching on Blog Talk Radio or Facebook or any place where we embed this. Mm-hmm. This cast, so be on the lookout for that. And that's really all I got for news. Cool. We had a couple people comment on some of the news. Um, Aaron Haker on Facebook said, The second season of Daredevil is being released earlier uh, earlier now on March 25th. Also, thank goodness they toned down his suit. And he's talking about one of the stills. One of the stills they, uh, they posted was of Daredevil's suit. Yeah. And have you seen this? I have. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know. So they, what they basically did is they took it and turned that bright red color that they were using in the first one into like a deep maroon. Yeah. I like this look of the suit better. I think it fits the world that we've built so far better, but I'm a little annoyed that it doesn't look more red. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it just doesn't seem, he doesn't look like Daredevil to me anymore. Yeah. Like at least traditional Daredevil. I like the thing that I don't like about it is the helmet. Yeah, same here. I think that's been the problem all along and they didn't really make any changes to that. Yeah, the helmet shape is still there and the helmet shape is just 
It's weird. Yeah. I can't like I can't put my finger on why it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. It's uh, something about the ears up front. <laughs> they, they they it's like they're scared to make him look like a devil. His his ear his ears look a lot more like Batman's ears. His horns. Their horns. His horns like on this suit look a lot more like Batman's ears just on the front. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing Batman's helmet backwards. Yeah. Um, and I would much prefer them make them look more like horns. He said he was going to try to look like the devil. Yeah. Um, Give but then the I, image. I still they think they, they're trying to shy away from it a little bit. And maybe they should embrace it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look in, if, if you look in Daredevil comics, it's not so much a helmet as it is more of a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Maybe they should just not go be going with a helmet any at all. I mean, do you want him to get punched in the face and feel it, or this, uh, yeah, or what? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. He's gonna wear that stupid helmet. <laughs> I just I want him to hurt. <laughs> I want him to hurt real bad. Oh goodness, that's you. That's me. That's me wanting him to hurt. <laughs> uh, we've got a little feedback from. Uh, uh, voicemail here. So uh, let's Ooh. check out check out some voicemail action. Hey, this is Mike from Grand Junction, Colorado. Hi, so do you think they're going to do uh, Doctor Strange in 3D? Yes. I think that could really work with the uh, images that they're releasing yep. where, you know, like in the comics when he does his spells, it kind of creates those reddish things with the weird language on it. Uh, I think that could probably look really cool in 3D. So I was wondering if you knew if they were uh, filming it in 3D or if they were going to post, you know, do it in post in 3D and what, what's going on with that. And also I noticed I was very surprised that Deadpool is going to be an IMAX, you know, because it's an R-rated movie. I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, do you think any of the uh, upcoming uh, Marvel movies are going to be on IMAX as well? Thanks. I don't know if they're shooting uh, in 3D. Yeah, there hasn't been any report on what they're like, what format they're shooting in. I know that uh, Civil War is, is being filmed exclusively with the IMAX cameras, with the IMAX cameras, but not 3D. Yeah, n- not necessarily 3D, but it's going to make it a lot easier to to hit it in post. Yeah, there is a difference between you know movies that are shot in 3D and movies that are up res to 3D. But yeah. honestly, most of the stuff where you're you're talking about, Mike, uh, the caller, uh, that. It, are additional elements added in post. So I doubt they'll shoot it in 3D, but they probably, I I think almost every Marvel movie's been out in 3D, correct? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. At least in recent years. They, they, they just make so much more money that way. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure that everything in Phase 1 was in 3D. Yeah, but I think more recent years. But like it, everything in Phase 2 was, was out in 3D, and also in IMAX. Yeah. So... Like every everything that they've done in Phase Two, especially, has been in IMAX and in you know IMAX 3D. So there's no reason for them to stop that, especially just as big a juggernaut as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become. Yeah, I think even Ant Man, which is probably the closest correlator to this to Doctor Strange in how much people know about the character, how yeah. popular the character is, um, and even even that one was in 3D. Yeah. So I think. I think Doctor Strange is going to have a bigger pull just because of the name of the actor. Yeah, that's true. You're going to have all those Benedict Cumbersnatch. Cumberbitches, they call them. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. That's what, that's, People. that's what he said they're called. Did he? <laughs> on some, uh, I was hearing him talk on a talk show. Hmm. So he's probably talking some shit. 
No, I mean, that's what they called themselves. It was a community of cumber bitches. <laughs> I, uh, that's funny. I consider myself one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love him and everything I've seen him in, so I can't really, like... So you can't, can't really say fault anybody. So you can't say you're it. not a cumber bitch. I you will not deny being a cumber bitch. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I just don't like the name for me. Yeah, you know. I'm a cumber bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. You can have that one. Uh, so let's move on to our other feedback. So much feedback. We today. have a mountain of feedback to yeah. topple. We had uh, we Daisy had... Johnson style. Yeah, that's right. Shake this shit. <laughs> so we got some. Uh, we got some feedback on the news that we that we gave up a little bit ago. Our uh, our man in New York, our yeah. reporter in the field, so to speak. That's right. Our New York field agent. <laughs> Thomas Brendan, he says to us on Facebook, not all of the Marvel Netflix shows are filmed in Brooklyn. I live in Manhattan and work in Brooklyn. Both Daredevil Season 2 and Jessica Jones have been filmed on the block I live and the block where I work, along with a dozen other shows, including Gotham. It's a little annoying, but overall it's pretty cool, and it comes with living in the city. I feel like the shows have done an amazing job at having the city become an important part of the shows. Yeah. I like it. That's a good. That's a good attitude, Thomas. That's a good attitude to have, rather than people. just like it's shutting us down. We don't like it. Not in my backyard. <laughs> just be a part of it. Accept it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Watch your Marvel stuff. Come on. <laughs> uh, so we got some feedback on uh, on Facebook for <laughs> talking about where uh, we talked about maybe splitting up our our episodes, our news, and our. Our news episode, having a news episode every week, and then a content episode every week. Yeah. Cody Thomas says, I don't want shorter episodes! Exclamation mark! <laughs> if they're too long for some people, guess what? They can pause it and listen to it later! Exclamation mark. All right. He's excited. appreciate your excitement, Cody. <laughs> Cody also talked about meeting us at DragonCon for a beer, and so... Oh, yeah. yeah, we, should yeah. All, we should all do that. We should all get together... Should have a meetup if we do Dragon Con this year. DC meetup, dude. I've already got my my membership. Or Marvel Cinematic MCU meetup, you mean? DC meetup? What are you talking about? Dragon Con. Oh, sorry, I was confused. DC means something different on this podcast. Does it? Oh. It does. See, I forgot. We'll do a Dragon Con meetup this year. That'd be fun. Especially, there's been talk of us possibly doing a panel, maybe with the guys from the DC On Screen podcast. Um, and if that happens, we'll let you. We'll definitely let you all know. And it'd be cool to meet some listeners and hang out and drink beers and things like that. <laughs> and P A R T Y, cause I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, I applied today for my. Attending professional spot, I guess, is the word. Okay. I just, you know, because there's like a, a an application for, I want to be a guest. And I think they're supposed to send you a membership, but I was just like, guys, I already have my membership. Like, I get it every year <laughs> right after Dragon Con. You don't have to worry about that. I just want to be listed as an attending professional, and then we'll go from there. Like, you don't have to do anything like that. So hopefully they'll... Will help me out there. Cool. Put me on the website because Charles was on the website. He was an attending professional last year. Nice. 
and he had uh, he had a couple of podcast uh, panels that I wanted to Charles go McFall see. Charles McFall breaking the panel breaking the panel and the giant size team up network yeah oh captain my captain <laughs> yes him and I did not go see his panels oh what an asshole the timing was not good but I did meet him for lunch yeah and then we walked around a little bit cool so there's that and I met some other guys that he forced me to meet <laughs> Sounds like you had a fun time. It was forced to meet people. How dare you network me? (laughs) I don't want this. All right, so uh, Brian Bilsma says to us on Facebook, so we always talk about the Netflix shows and how dark they are, but I figured I'd ask what you guys think is the darkest MCU movie. I'd probably have to say Iron Man 3 because of the terrorist nature of the Mandarin, people becoming human bombs, kidnapping the president, Tony's personal PTSD, and so on. What about you guys? Hmm. Well, I I definitely see Brian's point. That, that that definitely has some dark elements. I don't think I think of that movie as very dark. It was too funny. Oh, yeah, there's so much levity. I would say Thor: The Dark World, and not just because of the title. <laughs> I see I see the face you're giving me, like just because uh, it says it's the dark world, but that's a really dark movie. Uh, yeah, there's not a so, whole lot of levity to it. No, there's not near nearly as much as there is. I think I think the Thor movies. Thor himself doesn't seem to have much of a sense of humor. He's funny, but not like on yeah. purpose funny. Yeah. Um, and in that movie, he's not that funny. He doesn't have the silly fish out of water, breaking cups in the diner thing. Yeah. He has like, he's mostly, and then, he's spoiler, in his element. spoiler alert for Thor the Dark World, uh, that whole area of the ether and Jane, Jane, uh, Jane being all, uh, close to death because of the ether, and they they the Asgardians saying she's going to die, like there's nothing they can do, and then his mom dying, and uh, he thinks his brother's dead. Like there's a lot of really, and and all of those deaths when they happen in the movie, although the last the Loki one is pulled out at the very at the end, yeah. Um, all of those have weight when they happen. Like I feel all of those deaths or close to deaths in that movie. Yeah. So. You feel all of that screen time happening. Yeah. And it's, it's got gravity to it. Yeah, it really does. And uh, yeah, the, the, the whole, that, that, that's to me, that's my, my darkest. What's your darkest? I would probably agree. Um, Cause I mean, if we run it down, like Iron Man, he's too funny for that to be a dark movie. Yeah. Um, same thing with Iron Man 2 and 3. Iron Man 2 is darker. I, w- I would say Iron Man 2 is darker. Well, I'd say it's the darkest of the three. It's darker because he's he's dying, but I, I, I don't know. Brian has a point that it's darker. Three is darker emotionally. As far as the PTSD. I don't know. Two, he's, he's, two is real dark. He's he's dark. He's got the PTSD in three, but in two he's like because it's almost like almost he's suicidal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost suicidal. As dark as every one of those movies are, I never feel like they're dark movies. Yeah. As dark as a place that Tony gets, and that's that's yeah. the strength of that character. I think yeah. is I love a character that can play that dark and that and, and be that funny. <laughs> Although the Winter Soldier was pretty heavy, hmm. as far as content. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that there's anything that matches up with in those movies that matches up with either the last two uh, Iron Man's or Thor two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but, there's there's not anything that's like you're worried about how he's gonna pull through emotionally for somebody because like he he had arguments. He had so many arguments with Nick Fury. So while he thought that Nick Fury was dead, 
you're like, okay, he just he need he needed the push. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, he's he just it, you never feel. The, I don't think you ever feel the weight of Nick Fury's death on screen. Yeah, like yeah. you do in, in in those other movies. Now you feel like the epic and foreboding nature of like Hydra has infiltrated everything. And, like, bringing down the helicarriers, like, crashing them into the Triskelion. It felt very much, in the trailers, like Age of Ultron would be the darkest. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide whether that's the case. I don't think it was. But it just never... I don't think Age of Ultron delivered on its promise. And that's probably my problem with Age of Ultron. Is that I just don't... Watching those trailers, it felt like it was going to be the darkest and have the most weight of any... MCU movie and well, because Spader is such a great like gravity portraying actor. Like he brings all of the weight to the scenes, and he just he he was too funny. And Tony feeling uh, responsible could have been a really dark and uh, interesting character thing, but I don't feel like they really. Yeah, they didn't really touch on him feeling responsible for it. He was just like, crap, this is another villain. I got to go fight. I think we're going to get that in Civil War, him feeling responsible. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, they're probably going to fix it, quote unquote, with that. Like, if we didn't right. see it in this one, right, we're right, going right. to see it in the next one. Like, Which is what they did with Iron Man 3. Yeah. Avengers, Avengers, in Avengers, I didn't notice him. I almost didn't feel the, I didn't feel the weight of the scene where he goes into space and then falls down. Yeah. It just felt like, oh, there's the sacrifice play. That's sad. But then after seeing Iron Man 3 and, and realizing the PTSD he has, uh, you go back and watch that scene where he flies up through the portal. And, and when he's space. losing his breath. When he's losing his breath and like he falls backwards. Yeah. That scene is really powerful. He Everything's on his face. All the PTSD from Iron Man 3 is on his face in that moment. Yeah. But it's almost not noticeable in the context until you see the later movie. Yeah, until you get some more on it. <clears throat> yeah. Eh, I'm going to have to go with Thor The Dark World. Yeah. I made a really good decision. Thanks for jumping on my, to my bandwagon. Yeah. Go <laughs> I'm just joking. I got to go first. It's I, fine. Know. I know. <laughs> so Christian Fuentes says to us on Facebook, I just started listening to you guys from the very first episode. It's worth it to hear your reactions and predictions. Kudos to you guys for your AOS Season 2 predictions and even your accidental prediction of the name of Sky's dad's real name, <laughs> Calvin. This was before you even realized he was Hyde from the comics. Yeah, we, we, we came up with that. That was that, that's, our best, that's our best prediction ever. <laughs> I don't know that we can beat that one because it was so accidental. I was just like, Mr. Hyde. He looks like Mr. Hyde. And you were like, I'm going to research that. Yep. Because I think that that actually works. It was pretty, it was pretty, pretty solid theory. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Fuentes also goes on to say, uh, there indeed is a job as Stanley's media manager. My friend had that job as that and more. He met Stanley through the show Who Wants to Be a Superhero. That's really cool. Is it also interesting at the uh, Agent Carter finale that you were still trying to make the Agent Carter one-shot fit? I am still trying to get the Agent Carter one shot to fit. <laughs> and I am hopeful. You, you, you seem to be scoffing at me, Christian Fuentes. But I am hopeful that in season two, we find out that that one shot is what occurs between season one and season two. Right? No. Yes. Nah, that's not going to be it. 
Because she's it, the the new season happens in L.A. Yeah, and at think, the end of the one shot, Howard Stark invites her to come out, and he's on like a California like looking set with women in bikinis walking around. Um, and he and he, he was invites in her to come. Because I rewatched it recently, he was in Washington. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, "I want I want her to come to Washington, run Shield with me." He didn't look like he was in Washington. Maybe he, maybe he's meeting her in Washington. Okay, maybe. He didn't look like he was in Washington. But who knows? They could have a poolside. All right, fine. I'm really <laughs> upset. I was, I was really hoping that that was him I'm, calling her up to season two. I'm thinking if it's going to happen, like if that one shot is going to fit in, mm-hmm. that it's going to be after, like based on what we have already, it's going to be after season two. Because she's, is she not S.H.I.E.L.D. still at the end of season no, two? No, it's still the SSR okay. in season two. Um, what I'm thinking is either in at the end of season two or season three, whatever, how many small seasons they, they get, um, at the end of that, they're going to make the one shot fit. Like she goes to a different office because like something bad happened. She got transferred to that office. Yeah. She does some paperwork but they just... and like every office she goes to the, the male leader is just like, you're right. not good enough to do missions, do well, paperwork. She lost a, her main male leader from this season. Yeah. A Wiggum, uh, chief Wiggum. <laughs> Uh, Shaywick died. Dooley. <laughs> I still love calling him Chief Wiggum. <laughs> Chief, Chief Wiggum died uh, at the end of this episode. So, so you could easily get someone come in above her this season that treats her the same as in the one shot. So I still think there is room for the one shot to fit. Yeah. And I'm going to be mad if it doesn't. Sousa is also in LA. Season, like yeah. He, yeah, he got transferred to LA as well. But he is. Um, there was a, a picture of Daniel Sousa, chief. Oh, neat! As the like on the on a on a door for an office. So neat. Like obviously she should have been promoted. Be she should have been promoted above Sousa, obviously. Right. But <laughs> it is the it is the fifties. Yeah. Um, I think it's still the forties technically. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, you're right. Still, so you know, no move, no upward movement for her. <laughs> I was watching Adam ruins everything. Have you seen Adam Ruins Everything? I have not. It's real good. Uh, it's just a, it's a show. It's like an educational sort of show about whatever. They pick a topic and deconstruct it. And uh, this guy, a smarmy guy, Adam, goes through and like uh, ruins everything you think you know about security or everything you think you know about this or that. And um, but he's talking about um, he talking about in some boardroom somewhere they made a decision and it cuts to that boardroom and it's like the eighties. And the guy says something like, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the line. He just says, he, he just flat out says, uh, to the woman at the table, he's like, but we don't respect your opinion because it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's, we don't respect you because it's the 80s. Like, I find that funny because they're riffing on history, but it's... Well, they're making fun of the character who's saying it. Not They're not actually saying that they shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. They're making fun of that character. Just, so. It sucks that that happened. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy posted um, a video on our Facebook. You can all check it out. Um, posted on December 13th, if you're looking for it. Uh, and he, he says, he's, I stumbled across it on YouTube. Figured you guys might enjoy it. It's a, a Marvel Cinematic, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast and crew celebrate 50 episodes. And it's a lot of fun. It's just the, the crew. It's funny to see so much of Ward 
uh, interacting with them on like a funny, like friendly basis. It's <laughs> not we- trying it's to kill everybody. Kind of weird to watch after these last couple seasons. So that's that. It was it's a lot of fun. You should just check that out. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna make it. All right. I think we're gonna go into talking about exclu- Shield. I think this next thing is some Shield feedback. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. The, I think these next couple. So I kind of saved them. Mostly for the end, but we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback, a little Age of Ultron feedback, and then a lot of Jessica Jones feedback. Oh, and some Iron Man 3 feedback. (laughs) So. Awesome. Which we should have found before now. Sorry about that, guys. Between between the holidays and my mom being in the hospital, I haven't kept up on the feedback like I do normally. So, kind of doing a little catch up here. So, Robert T. Frost says to us on Facebook, <clears throat> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 10. I have to say that this episode was a bit of a letdown for me. It was like getting together with great friends for a dinner. Great conversation with Coulson saying, I'll be damned, Tatooine. Mac to May saying, I'll take Bobby and Hunter, you take the Power Rangers. <laughs> and of course, Joey saying, I'm bulletproof. <laughs> Mac really shown this episode, stepping up as director, making decisions, directing being in command. As I was told many years ago and have learned, when in command, command. (laughs) Our dinner rolls along and it's time for a fabulous dessert. And instead of a rich, delicious ice cream, we got ice milk. Something close, but not quite what you really hoped for. I had a great time with this episode until the final act. That did not feel like the Col- or the Phil Coulson we have known for two seasons. I understand that maybe the writers are trying to grow Phil, deepen Phil, expand Phil, so that they had him or so they had him cross that line a director of Shield shouldn't cross. But it was just out of sync for me. Then we have our two agents getting to the portal before it closes. The time to and then through just felt a little wonky to me, especially with the perceived distance Fitz and Colston had to cover, and then the missiles raining down destruction, and then the Wonkavator popping out of the smoke. Just a half step out of stride for me. Then we get the tag scene where Malik utters, I'll be damned, when he sees Ward I ain't. (laughs) (laughs) I literally shouted, where the hell did he come from? More wonky time stream flow. I don't know. Maybe one of the pieces of the Cree stone got blown out of the castle tower and Ward I Ain't was able to become the mouth slug to squeeze through. I really hope we get some hint about what happened because I feel like, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> As always, keep up the great job. I am looking forward with great anticipation to Car- Agent Carter Season 2 and all the juicy podcasting goodness that is certainly to follow. <laughs> well, thank you, Robert. Um... I definitely agree with some of his gripes. Um, the, it seemed like one of his main ones is the issue of the time wonkiness. It was a little bit weird. Wonkiness and wonkiness ah. of that last moment. Um, I really agree completely. And and, <laughs> and it seems like what they did, and I don't, I don't, I don't think they're ever going to touch on it again. I think they, they, they think they communicated it well. And I think what they were trying to go for is the stuff we were seeing, we weren't seeing everything in real time. Like when it was cutting back to the missiles raining down, all that, that was happening after what we were seeing on the other side. And it was meant to just create this false tension. And I would have rather seen them run through the portal, try to get in the Wonka elevator, you know, or or something like, I didn't need them to jump 
in that storyline all the way from they're still on the other side and Coulson's like 50 feet from the portal yeah. and then suddenly they're flying into the ship. Like that, that was, it was just a little cheap. And yeah. I think what they were trying to convey was a time disparity between the two, the two that were happening, but it didn't work. Didn't work for me either. Yeah. It seemed like, um, it seemed like a whole lot of meanwhile was happening. Yeah. Like all of this is going on at the exact same time. It's not like it did seem like that, but then they it obviously wasn't because they blow it up. Yeah. While Colson's still 50 feet from the uh Well, like the the whole like we've got to get back to the ship and we're getting out and he's getting out, but we're doing this thing and I'm, you know, you get back to the ship. No, I'm going to stay here and like all of that was happening at the same time as the fight with Ward or something like Right. You couldn't really piece it together properly. Yeah. There's I don't a lot think it of, fits. Yeah, there's there's a fair amount of headcanon that needs to happen to make that work. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And that's never good. <laughs> we know how much we hate headcanon. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind a little headcanon. It's what I do. But, uh... <laughs> My thing. I don't like doing I have to do it so much. <laughs> yeah. So, But he's right. There was a lot of good stuff in this episode, too. I did feel like... I really like so many of these characters now. And I, I feel like in season one, I was kind of like... This show's eh, you know. Yeah. And I got interested in the plot toward the end. I got really interested in the plot toward the end. Yeah. With the Hydra reveal. But I don't know that I love the characters as much as I love the characters now. And I really love Mac and May and Fitz and Simmons and Sky and Coulson. And who? Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm even. I, the, I, Ward, I'm finding Ward more and more interesting, you know. And now Ward's dead but now we're gonna get you know what i ain't as robert said hive hive or hive ward yeah. i thought it was real funny someone said i believe it was marco margo on twitter said uh uh the ship name for uh hive and ward is squidward <laughs> <laughs> that's a i like that a lot and i think we might should adopt it good yeah. job mark <laughs> Squidward, if it ends up being Hive and there's like Hive action happening and he has squid arms, Squidward might be the thing. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be the way to go. I like the parallel that Robert drew um, for the dinner party with friends mm -hmm. because this episode started with dinner party. I don't remember the dinner party. No, wait, it was not that episode. Yeah, I don't think it was that episode. It was the episode before, so, because episode nine started with a dinner with Coulson and um, Constance Zimmer. What's her name? I know you're talking about uh, the the their other director of ATCU. Who we did? That's a problem. We don't even know her name. Yeah, Rosalind. God, see that, that's a real problem. I feel like they they did a great job of making me respect and like her. And then they rushed the relationship along in such a way that her death it did not resonate with me like yeah, it should have. Like nothing felt earned. Yeah, it really didn't. Like the relationship wasn't earned. The anger wasn't earned. Like I understand wanting to kill Ward because, I mean. He deserves it for lots of reasons. He deserves it for a bunch but of stuff. That's like, that's, that almost is a small, small portion of your reasons. You should have gone, should have gone after him a long time ago. Yeah. You know. And he, he even says that, but I don't know.
All right, let's do that Iron Man 3 feedback then. Because we, you know, we yeah. just talked about that we last week. We just talked week. about it last week. So, so I'm, so, I'm so sorry we didn't catch this. Uh, it was it was sent to our email, and I am bad at checking emails. How um, dare you? But Jason Whitney says to us on, on email, Hey guys, big fan of the show. I listen to a few MCU-related podcasts a week and must say that this is my favorite one. Oh, thank you. Aw. There's another one called This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's pretty good, too. If you haven't checked it out, give it a listen. Every week they interview a cast member, producer, director, etc. about that week's episode. That makes me feel incredibly good that the one where they actually interview the people is, but we're your favorite. That's very sweet. <laughs> that's incredibly sweet, actually. <laughs> we're better than they are. No, it's just making me feel loved. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Thank you, Jason. That's what we're going with. Okay. <laughs> na 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 boo boo. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I had to. I had to. I can't I can't help it. Nah, hopefully maybe we'll get there one day. Maybe we'll get enough listeners where we'll start getting to uh getting to where we can get some real uh get some real pull. Get some guests on here. Yeah. See, like at first I was thinking that you were saying we'll get to like that maturity level to where we don't have to say na 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 boo boo. No, no, that's never gonna happen. No, that's not <laughs> that's not gonna pass. So uh, let's let's continue this email. And now that that's out of the way, I recently watched Iron Man 3 again, going into it with the mindset that it's easily my least favorite MCU movie. After finishing the movie, I had to admit that my mind was changed. It was Woo-hoo! so much better than I remembered. RDJ did a great job portraying PTSD, or at least what everyone without it imagines it to be like. <laughs> and the kid with the barn was a great comic relief for it as well. Aldrich Killian is probably the only Iron Man villain that has any real reason to hate Tony. I mean, the Ironmonger was just pissed he never got the promotion he wanted, and Whiplash was mad that his dad was deported. Luis's dad was deported, and he didn't turn into a dick. <laughs> I got the van, though. <laughs> I love that correlation. <laughs> Luis's dad was deported and he didn't turn into a dick. But I got the van though. That's awesome. <laughs> Said after a couple of days of watching it, or uh, a couple of days after, I guess is what he means. <laughs> after a couple of days of watching, he just watched it every day. <laughs> Sorry. So a couple of days later, I had a bad taste about it again, though, Aww. and realized that the few things I hated about the movie. I hate it so much that it's, once again, my least favorite MCU movie. One, how can you really ruin a villain like the Mandarin? He's one of Iron Man's main villains, and they threw him away by turning him into some random drunk British actor. All right, let me answer that point. Jason, have you seen All Hail the King? If you, have seen, if you haven't, yeah. you need to watch it. I hear you that it's still on the movies so far. It's still ruined or whatever. But they, they they did that as a retcon to fix it because people like us were upset. Yeah, but they did it, and it's great. Thank you, Marvel, so for doing if that. If you haven't seen the one shot, All Hell the King. It is on the Thor of the Dark World DVD yes. and Blu-ray. Most No, just the Blu-ray. Check it out. It's, My bad. It's, it's really great. It is. Number two, Pepper Potts gets drugged, given powers, and immediately turns into a super soldier flipping around, destroying everyone and everything in her way. Realistically, she would be so awkward and disoriented with the change that she wouldn't be able to walk right. Forget about trying to fight guys that are adjusted to the powers and actual trained fighters. And number three, and the worst part of the movie, is that for one scene, they literally turned Guy Pierce into a fire-breathing dragon. Basically, if you don't watch the climax of the movie, it's great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Jay. I, uh, he has a point that I think... The movie we goes downhill. We we talked about it at, at nauseum last week. Yeah, but it uh, it, I feel like the movie does fall off after after the Mandarin is revealed. Yeah, 
it is the biggest problem with the Mandarin reveal to me is not that they threw away the Mandarin because I could care less, but it's that uh, there's no. There's not a better villain to replace it. Yeah. There's It was a like, weird... what a twist! Here's a pile of dog shit. Yeah. And that's not... Not, can it, you, not that interesting. Can you take that from me? It's yeah. staining my hand. Uh, but thank you, Jason, so much, and thank you, for, uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate you. So let's move on to some Jessica Jones feedback. Uh, we, got some, we got some Twitter stuff coming from Brian Crone. Uh, he said... He's At referencing it. the fact that we were I, I, my point that the last episode of Jessica Jones feels a little weird because uh, Claire comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it might be odd for people who haven't seen Daredevil. He says, yeah. "At MCU cast, who really watched Jessica Jones but not Daredevil?" Hashtag Night Nurse. <laughs> he says, "I love the fi- I loved and hated the final episode, but I think I am sad that it's over." Hashtag Daredevil season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, we did in our it's a fair uh, point in our big giant size team up episode when we rounded up the uh, the entirety of Jessica Jones, uh, Charles' wife, Charles McFall's wife, Mrs. McFall, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> she um, she had not seen Daredevil and watched that with him, and he said that she. Um, just felt like it was okay. Yeah, she was comfortable with that character being there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that's cool. Moving on in our Jessica Jones feedback. Uh, Omer El Malia says to us on Facebook, Just had a Kilgrave moment. I was walking the dog without a leash and she stopped and wouldn't move. A woman passed by with two kids after her and I yelled for her to come here and both kids obeyed. I had to tell them I was talking to the dog and to move along. (laughs) I think I've been too deep. I'm surprisingly with you guys doing the shirt designs. I saw an episode and did a design with work and stuff. I'm just out of episode 11 with you guys. Happy holidays and keep awesome, true believers. Um, Omer Amalia has posted a bunch of t-shirt designs on our Facebook. And they're really cool. For every episode, almost every episode of Jessica Jones and every all the recent episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. that have come out too, they're great. They're <laughs> really, really great. I really like the one he did for uh, episode 9 of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was, it's just the portal kind of uh, emanating and you just see a swoosh from where Coulson like, flew into it. Yeah. It's awesome. Totally awesome. So yeah, keep that up. I I really would buy your shirts, especially the ones with no like actual Marvel. You should uh, what there's, there's there's these websites where you can go and literally just upload an image, mm-hmm. and they sell shirts based on your image. You have to say that you own the copyright to all the material. So the ones with characters like whatever Captain America or whatever may not be sellable, but the ones that just have like a portal with a swoosh through it, yeah, like that would be sellable. And all you do is upload the photo. And they sell the shirts, and they give you like two dollars for every shirt they sell. Hmm. So I say, I say, do it. Yeah, <laughs> I might buy some of your shirts. <laughs> I like them a lot. Get going on T Fury and things like that. Is that is that one of them? I don't know. Yeah, T Fury is where you see a lot of these great nerdy shirts coming gotcha. up. There's, I'm forgetting the name of it. Anyway, there's a shirt design website where you can just design your own shirts and upload them. Yeah. And and they do all the they do all the screen they do printing. all the work they do all the screen printing and work and they keep like the twenty bucks and you get like the two bucks but still yeah it's like it's kind of cool yeah uh, Justin Steinmetz Deer says to us on Facebook 
Hashtag JJ06. So he's talking about Jessica Jones episode 6. You guys had a totally different take on Kilgrave buying the house than me. I don't think he was intentionally trying to purchase the house with the cash. In my opinion, Kilgrave was going after the house immediately after he recovered from the Sufentanil. And during the first chat with the homeowner, Kilgrave was unable to compel him because he was recovering from being drugged. Then the next day, when the homeowner was small-talking, Kilgrave told him to get out, and the homeowner left right away, thus showing his power to compel people coming back online. Mm, possibly. Uh, do we know? Yeah, I guess we don't know what if, if his powers were affected by this fentanyl after he was up. I just, he said for, he said he was paying the guy, he wanted the guy to make this, he said this, this in the episode that he wanted the guy to make the decision because he didn't want anyone coming back and complaining. Yeah. That's like what he said. That's why he said he paid double for the house. Yeah. Or whatever. He's like, this is double the cost. And, and he's like, I, I didn't want anyone coming, I don't want anyone coming back and bothering me about it or regretting the decision. Yeah. So like, I could see someone suing him over like, but why did I sell this to, you know, yeah, you made me leave my home. Yeah. He didn't I want, didn't want to leave my home. He wanted that decision to be made so he could stay under the radar. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that uh, that is an interesting take. I I, I don't know if the fentanyl affected him after he woke up or not. I don't know. It was really weird to see it. Anyway, uh let's see. Ryan Crone on Twitter. Ryan Crone on Twitter says, "Do you think Luke Cage will be more of like an Agent Carter series?" Like an early story prequel or follow right after Jessica. That there, is interesting. There have been reports. Have there? Yes. Uh, well, Luke Cage. Wow. Mike Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> Just calling him by his character name. Yeah. Mike Coulter said uh, in a few interviews that it's going to pick up a few months after Jessica Jones. I have a feeling we're going to get like a lost vibe from it. Where you have like an episode and you have flashbacks. I mean, they did it with they did it with Jessica Jones too, where you had flashbacks of what her life with yeah, yeah. was like. Um, there's going to be, from what the reports are saying, is that there's going to be, it's going to be a few months after he's trying to find himself. You know, he got his bar blown up. Like everything's happening to him. There's a bunch going on, and he, um, he's just trying to figure out who he is now. And then all of the stuff that he was trying to hide in the Jessica Jones season, like all the secrets that he had or whatever, are coming back up in this series. And we're probably going to get a whole bunch of flashbacks and get some like prison flashbacks and, and how he gets his powers and all that stuff. So, yes and no? <laughs> I really hope we get those flashbacks. I do, I do want those flashbacks. Yeah. I need that backstory. I need it real bad. <laughs> Cargo Manshark says to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, talk of mental rape misses the fact that the backstory is full of literal non-metaphorical rape, including, in one case, pregnancy. Yes, it did. That is true. I See, yeah, you know, I almost, I didn't mention that. Partially, talking about Jessica Jones, <laughs> I know in this show they said that she was raped. Yeah. In the comics, she was not raped. In actuality, she was never literally raped. It was all mental mindfuckery. Um, 
so it's it's, it's so we, I, when that happened on the show, we mentioned it, we talked about it. Yeah, not on not on last not on last, a couple weeks ago on the Big Giants his team up episode. But we talked about it on the actual show that he did actually rape her. Yeah, but in the initial in the original comic book storyline, he did not. So I guess part of me wanted to focus on what the original story was about. But yeah, yeah, it, it, there was actual rape in her storyline, um, and. Who was yeah? That's right. the The young girl was pregnant. Hope Hope was pregnant. That's crazy. Yeah, because they really went through the whole like let's like dis- let's keep the um keep the remains keep the, of keep it the fetus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do not like Kilgrave. Yeah, and uh, Cargo Man Shark uh, continues saying at MCU cast perhaps relatedly. You had a whole bunch of people in today, but no women. Seems like a mistake in a discussion of this material. I completely agree. We did invite three different women, um, but none of them were interested in our podcasting. Yeah. The, the, unfortunately, currently on the Giant Says Team Up Network, there are about four shows, and I think they're all men. No, there's five or six shows, and right now they're mostly men. That are on those shows, uh, and yeah, we man. put out a call to all of our other hosts on our network, and including some of our friends that were females, and nobody really responded. So yeah. we said anyone was welcome, and those were the those were the ones that responded. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah. We we definitely would have loved to have a female perspective. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was really hoping that my my wife would want to watch the series with me because it seemed like a character that she could really, you know. Um, Relate to. Relate to being um, a whiskey drinker. <laughs> well, like I showed her, I showed her one of the teasers um, whenever she broke the alarm clock and like there was a whiskey bottle on the floor and she like just crushed the alarm clock. And I showed, I showed my wife that and she was like, I get her. I get her entirely. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you do. Yeah. I don't know. We, Unfortunately, uh, we, she just didn't want to watch it. Yeah. So we 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 will try in the future to uh, to uh, fix fix this wrong, but we promise it was not an not even an oversight on our part. We just didn't have anyone that responded that wanted to be involved. So yeah. Um, if there's any ladies out there that would like to Skype in sometime beyond that show, you are welcome. And our uh, last piece of feedback that we're going over today is from Joe Sanders on Facebook. He says to us, so glad you guys are done with Jessica Jones, exclamation mark. It was fun listening to your speculation episode to episode and being like, yep, yep, nope, not even close. Oh, if you only knew what was coming. (laughs) I liked the finale and think it was important both for Jessica to fight Kilgrave on his turf as well as kill him. I think Kilgrave is the best villain the MCU has gifted us with, but I can't imagine what else they could do with him, or they would do with him. But Jessica killing him raises some interesting questions about where her character goes from here. I do agree with Matt, though, that I wish it was less obvious that she was faking. Maybe he could have ordered her to kill Trish, and she could have lifted her up by her throat until he was convinced and let her go. Why throw out a gorgeous slave girl if you don't have to? My only issues with the show are... One, they didn't have enough story to fill 13 episodes. And two, it's never satisfactorily explained how Jessica manages to break Kilgrave's influence over her. I would have liked to see a couple of episodes in the beginning of Jessica just working cases and being a badass PI. Then it could have turned out those cases were connected and related to Kilgrave later. As far as Jessica breaking free of Kilgrave, that makes no sense to me. 
Apparently there's a loose reference to her building up a resistance to his virus, but we never see anyone else pull this off, and if it's true, it's awfully convenient, or not I guess, that it kicks in immediately after she kills Luke's wife. I understand that the metaphor of Jessica regaining control over her life after Kilgrave spent so much time tormenting and violating her is a powerful one, but I need some reason why that moment allowed her to break free. I have no good headcanon to excuse it. I don't have any issues like this with Daredevil, so I still establish it's the better show and the best thing Marvel has done to date. Hmm. I will say, uh, just to maybe give some headcanon to it, uh, she apparently built up tolerance or a... Uh, you know, some sort of way of fighting the virus naturally is 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 what they kind of hinted at. Yeah. Um, but uh, what give? I think I think what I think he, she was possibly under his control longer than other than uh, any uh, anyone else. I'm not totally certain about that, but uh, it would it would stand to reason. I think he's been the most in love there. But I guess why wouldn't his parents have had any kind of I guess his parents are the one exception. They were probably under his control for longer. Yeah. And they never built up a resistance. But they weren't super people. That's true. It could be something to do with her powers, um, giving her some sort of extra resistance. Anyway. She heals fast or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that you could headcanon that. I'm with you, Joe. I want, just... I want an explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want answers, and we want them now. I'm all for things making sense, uh... Thematically, and I, li- I like the them- themes of her breaking free, but yeah, I just I don't. It doesn't sit well with me when there's no maybe scientific we'll get explanation. Some, maybe we'll get some IGH uh, insight. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Maybe once once we get. I mean, I think we will get some IGH insight. Whether that will answer some of the questions we have of this season, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, that'll there'll be a season two before. Uh, the Defenders comes out, and then we'll get some some insight into what IGH was all about. Yeah. I don't know. There's the the shooting schedule is going to be real crazy mm-hmm. here soon because what Daredevil season two is coming out in two months, almost two months, not even two months. Yeah, over two months. Is it? March 25th. So. March. That's the one. Or it's in March. So it's two months from now, probably a two and two and a half months. Okay, like yeah. Sorry. Not even. A little more than. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> not even that low. Not even a little more than. Basically the same thing. Yeah, not even that low. Anyway, uh, so we got Daredevil coming out in just over two months. We got Luke Cage coming out soon after that. We got uh, Iron Fist coming the Defenders yep. right after just oh, there's so much going on. Those in folks are gonna be busy. Netflix. Jeff Loeb and his team are gonna be real busy. We're gonna be busy too. That's true. As they release, I like it. <laughs> um, we have one other piece of feedback, and I'm probably not gonna read it on air because we have, or I'm not gonna make Jeff read it because <laughs> <laughs> it's about two pages long. But Gary Vasut, Vasut, Gary Vasut on Facebook sent us a message about. A uh, an article. It's actually an article in the Nerdist, um, Nerdist dot com, I believe, had an article about Age of Ultron and how uh, the world killing asteroid that uh, Ultron lifts up at the end. There is no way that Earth killing asteroid was either large enough or fast enough to have killed the world. Yeah, wouldn't have even come close. Apparently. <laughs> 
based yeah. on the speeds in the movie, the size of Sokovia, all that stuff, it looks like there's like no way it would have destroyed been an Earth destroying asteroid. Yeah, but you don't know because vibranium. Because vibranium. That's a great point. It had a vibranium core. It did have a vibranium core. And a, and we've seen in other in this film in that film and also in the first Avengers how smacking vibranium with a whole bunch of force tends to level a lot of stuff around you. That's that's a valid point. Yeah. That is a valid point. Cuz vibranium though. So take that Gary of a suit. <laughs> take that nerdist. <laughs> take that nerdist. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting stuff. It's basically the science of how much mass versus speed an asteroid needs to have to accomplish, uh, destruction of the earth or at least uh, an extinction kill, level event, an extinction level event. And this, the one in Ultron apparently does not, uh, cut the mustard, the mustard that is our planet. <laughs> All right. You use some weird phrases sometimes. <laughs> Well, guys, that's all our feedback. We're caught up. We're cool. caught up. It's a fresh day. It's a it's a new day. Uh, we're going to be coming back. And we're to... taking a week off. That's right. Next week, I'm going on a cruise. <laughs> going on a cruise because we caught up on feedback. Yeah, that's my reward. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So we will not be with you next week, but we will be back with you. Two weeks week from tonight with Agent Carter season. Agent two. Carter season two coming back. That's very exciting. I as much as much advancements as season two of Agents of Shield had over season one. I'm excited to see what they do with Agent Carter because I think that the shows thus far have gotten better and better as they've gone. Oh yeah, and that that goes for even the shows they've released since, like like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I think that Jeff Loeb and his team are learning from their learning from the not necessarily mistakes, but they're just getting better. They're just getting better. Well, they they learn from the misstep in Agents of Shield season one. I think, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, because I mean that's really the only point that you can say that Agents of Shield really, or that that Marvel TV really just did not do a great job is the first. Really, everything up to what? What was it? Sixteen or seventeen? Yeah, they're just in, a little slow in, in season one because they had to tread water for so long. Yep. Like, if you're gonna have to tread water for that long, like, hold off on release. Yeah, for real. That um, and like the the season never really got a whole lot of traction because there was like the the episodes weren't that compelling, and then. There were like three week breaks in the season, like yeah. early in it. And now that they've got Agent Carter to kind of stick in the middle, it it alleviates some of that breakage. Yeah, up but up I'm, the show. I'm talking about like between like season, uh, episode seven and eight, there was like a, a couple of weeks long break. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm like, what's the point in watching a show that's not that great and having to wait that long? Like, I, I'll just go do something else. I still found the whole Tahiti thing really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like once I got once I went back and rewatched it all at once, it was it was all right. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it does a lot of establishing of characters that once you have established characters, you can do some more things because yeah. you don't have to build those characters anymore. So yeah, early uh, you know at least from scratch. And so. I mean they've they've gotten a lot better in the past couple of seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for Agent Carter. Yeah. I'm also really excited to go home and eat dinner. 
Ooh, what are you? What are we having? We're having turkey burger steak. All right, man. I'll see you over there. In a and bit. gravy, and goat cheese mac and cheese because ooh, goat regular. cheese mac and cheese. Yeah, dude, we found some goat cheese cheddar. It's all that right. Sounds great. It does not have any dairy in it, and I'm lactose intolerant. So oh, I didn't know that. It's great for me. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we have, have to try that. It's been a recent development slash accepting of reality that I am lactose intolerant. <laughs> Mostly an accepting of reality, because, like, I diet, and I, I'm doing okay, and then I have, like, pizza, and I feel terrible. Yeah. But it feels good in the moment, but it feels terrible afterwards. Yeah. And then it I, like, slip back into old bad eating habits, and then it just becomes, that's the thing now, is to yeah. eat terribly. So, I guess the pain, I just get used to it. Between uh, me hurting, you know... <laughs> This is this is a little bonus content for you guys. <laughs> us, us, uh, we, we've had we've had discussion of our diets in the past and our attempts. We have we now have a year and five months to become Star Lord and Drax. We can do it. Have you seen my traps recently? They're looking good, dude. They do this really weird thing. Like they they look. <laughs> wow, this is this is this is crazy. <clears throat> We're gonna talk about uh, Jeff's traps now. Yeah, man, this is what we do. They're looking, they're, I mean, I'm looking at them right now. They're looking pretty stout. So, like, this is normal. And they do, they, you know, they have this great little, um, you know, triangular look to them. This little yeah. mountainous look they're up to my there. neck. They're getting there. But, like, when I flex them, they become, like, giant plateaus. That's awesome. On which you could set water glasses. That's awesome. So That's like, what you got to do to get become Drax. Yeah, get it. Get it. Jeff is flexing for me. It hurts so bad because today was shoulder day. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we've been trying to do that. And I have been off the wagon this last two months because I, I threw my back out and I couldn't work out. And I've still tried to continue doing cardio, uh, but I threw my back out and haven't been able to do much. And then with the holidays, I ate shitty. So I'm just totally off the wagon. But. Getting I saw those insomnia cookie boxes in there. Oh well, that's that's Alyssa's fault. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, we've actually been doing a lot of cooking this week. So good, like, we got a bunch good. of veggies in there. We had stir fry last night, uh, which was all veggies and protein, and then yeah, stir fry is really Alyssa ordered insomnia cookies. So <laughs> I blame her. Stir fry is is a really good option if yeah. you can keep the oil content low. Yeah, stir fry is good. Chili is another thing we've been doing a lot of. Yeah, uh, really lean chilies with like lots of uh, lean meats and then a ton of vegetables instead of a lot of beans or whatever. Just lots of vegetables chopped up and thrown in the chili. Really, really good. Yeah, uh, we uh, we found a a brown rice pasta mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's, and it's like they have spaghetti noodles and they have a brown rice and quinoa or no, it's brown rice and quinoa. Spaghetti noodles, and they have a brown rice elbow noodles for macaroni. That's what we're doing the mac and cheese with tonight cool. is goat cheese and that brown rice stuff. And, like, we did spaghetti recently with the um, with the spaghetti noodles and turkey and, like, just tomatoes. And, like, it was super low calorie. Nice. But I I counteracted that by a little bit by eating way too much <laughs> of it because it was so good. This is so low calorie per serving. How many servings do you eat? 16. <laughs> Now, I probably had two servings, and it was like four fifty a pop. 
That's my problem. I mean, this is just the truth of trying to diet and eat less. Fatty foods are more filling. <laughs> High caloric foods are generally more filling. Sometimes. I find. So I'll like eat like lots of vegetables and protein. I'm like chomping down on vegetables and protein. And then I'm just like not full until I eat something a little fatty. <laughs> I just, it's, I find it hard to get full that way. It's for me, it's mostly, um, the, the things that I have trouble avoiding are the things that are the absolute worst for me. It's the breads, pastas, and dairy. Yeah. The, you know, milk fats and dairy are just killer. Terrible. Cause like I have that body type to where like I'm, Gain, I, I gain easy and I lose hard. Yeah, same. So here. like, muscular gains are awesome and great, and I'm doing great on muscular gains. But like, losing the fat, it's real hard. Is so difficult. It's real, real hard. Well, we got a, we got a year and five months. We can do this. Let's get, let's get to it. Get it. Let's get it. Get it. All right. All right, guys, we're on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com. You can find all of our links to our social medias and such. Uh, we're at facebook.com slash mcucast, at mcucast on Twitter, um, mcucast at gmail.com on the email, uh, and all the other places we're probably mcucast. Uh, if you'd like to call us, <laughs> we're at 573-CAST-MCU. You can leave a voicemail uh, like Mike did tonight on the episode. So uh, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Leave a voicemail. We'll use it on the show. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We'll be back with you in two weeks with Agent Carter. Until next time, true believers.